Hey, my name is Kristen and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing and knew very little about social media, but I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow in that area. So let's do that together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you. Social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper, and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. I am super excited that you're here to hear me talk about setting intentions. Today, I want to focus on this topic and take a little spin on it, separating it from the idea of setting goals. I know I have talked on the show about both setting goals and setting intentions, but today's emphasis on the show is really going to focus on the power of your mind when you are creating those intentions for yourself. And we're going to talk about growth versus fixed mindset and um, why it's so important for you to set intentions that are aligned with your goals and your values. And then we're just going to round it out at the end. I want to talk to you about crafting those intentions specifically for yourself, integrating them into your daily life, and then how you can allow them to shape and form your days uh, so that you can show up purposefully, so that you can be that person that you, uh, without a lack of a better word, intend to be. So with that, I want to start with a quote from Jim Rohn. I remember whenever I first started in the realm of entrepreneurship, one of the things that I heard was you have to personally develop. You have to personally develop. So important. And at the time, I had no idea what personal development was. I go to church. I'd been to church all my life and I had spent time in the Word and reading and doing devotions and stuff. But I, so I kind of thought I had an understanding of what personal development was. And it's a little deeper than just like your faith, if that makes sense. And, you know, as I've gone through this experience of becoming an entrepreneur and learning about what specifically personal development is, I've recognized that it's really difficult for you to grow in a sense if you aren't aware of where you are right now and maybe where you are headed or the direction that you want to go. Most people really are just kind of like floating through their life from day to day. They're getting up and they're going through the motions and usually repeating the same behaviors or the same old habits. And when you personally develop, it's this way of you opening your eyes and your mindset to the type of person that you want to eventually become with the understanding that it's a process. This is a journey. There's no end destination for any of us. It's just becoming, you know, 1% better every day. And this one quote that I've heard from Jim Rohn is one thing that I know has spoken to me so many times. And he says, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something that you attract by the person you become. And another mentor of mine actually, I think she probably got this from Jim, 
where she was basically saying that I, I think I was having a conversation with text message through uh, over with her and I was you know talking to her about my goals and the things I wanted to accomplish in the business and she said okay so what is that version of Kristen going to look like when you get there and that's a hard question if you struggle with vision casting, which I know is something that I personally have struggled with in the past is that vision casting thing. And so it's really, when you set an intention, it's really understanding that your mindset is key. And I think that a lot of people, uh, they struggle with this fixed versus having this growth mindset. So they struggle with growing. And, you know, I talked a lot about this with my students when I was in the classroom was, you know, understanding that some kids are going to come in and depending on, you know, their background knowledge or their previous experiences or, or whatever, um, you know, a lot of people will come in with these attitudes or these things of like, oh, I can't learn or I'm never going to be good enough at that or, um, I always struggle with math. I know that was a huge one when I was in the classroom. You know, maybe even for some people, they struggle with growth because they feel threatened by seeing other people in their, you know, in their peer group winning when they feel like maybe they don't quite measure up. And when I look at situations like that, I recognize that those are people that have a fixed mindset and there's no way that they're ever going to reach their goals in the most effective and appropriate way if they don't switch things up and start to advocate themselves for a growth mindset instead. And so I know that growth mindsets can be a challenge for some people, especially depending on your past and past failures or you know past traumas and things like that. But I really do believe that mindset really impacts your success. It, it really impacts your motivation and essentially how you're, you're going to grow or the direction that you're gonna head in. You know, I even think about sometimes um, if, if we were able to flip a switch, and I know that we can't do that, but if we were able to flip a switch where we wouldn't hold ourselves back from this fixed mindset of, I can't, or I'll never be as good enough, or whatever, to that growth mindset, if we could just flip that switch to the place where we open ourselves up to the opportunity of growth, we recognize that there are so many things around us that can empower us and motivate us and inspire us to learn from the people maybe that are intimidating to us, you know, or we could be inspired by someone else's success and let that be a light to our story so that we feel encouraged to press on when things get hard. Because let's be real, like things are going to get hard, right? And so I'd love for us to think about for a moment the importance of setting intentions. I've been reading in Romans lately in the Bible and in Romans, I believe it's chapter six or seven. Don't quote me on that, but you can definitely go back and look. Basically in Romans, it focuses on the way that we were born, right? And we were born with this Adam mindset. We were born into these cursed bodies that are going to get sick. And we were born into these bodies that have temptation and struggle and sin. And, you know, we're born of the flesh, right? And because of that, our minds tend to lean towards fleshly things, right? Like, it's just in us. I think about, you know, kids, right? Whenever you tell them you can't have so-and-so, that just makes them want it even more, right? And Romans talks a lot about that, about how, 
you know, our flesh or our, our worldly bodies ultimately want to take the easy way out, right? But if we can recognize that every decision that we make either brings us one step closer to the better version of ourselves, or it's going to take us one step backward. And that's obviously what, uh, what the term sanctification is, is where you recognize that part in yourself and know that, you know, I'm going to always struggle with this, or this might be something that's going to hold me back. However, it's making conscious decisions every single day that I want to improve or that I want to develop stronger character or that I do want to become, you know, ultimately a better human being, right? And so when I think about that, I think about the benefits of us setting those clear intentions, right? Because when we make consistent choices, those are the things that develop our habits, right? Like our routine, for example. Right now it's summer break and um, normally I have to get up, I feel like at the butt crack of dawn to take my girls to school. Right now, one of them is in elementary school, one of them is in high school. Their, their start and end times with school are so far apart. I like wish you could understand my struggle, and maybe you do. There's like literally two hours between, so I feel like I'm always on the road. Like I'm, I'm taking one kid and then I'm coming home and then I'm taking another kid and then I'm coming home and then I work for a few hours and then I'm going back and picking up another kid. Like I'm literally doing this all day long and we joke a lot, but you know, Riley will be getting her license very soon and um, hopefully that will help a little bit. But Neil's to say, like you would think summers are, you know, it's, it's supposed to be less stressful, right? Because you don't have that like running back and forth and all of that stuff. However, <laughs> I will tell you, summers have been a challenge for me and they always are a challenge for me because I thrive on routine. I don't know if you are that way, but I personally thrive on routine and our summers just look so different than the rest of the year. Now, I am not one of those people that love to get up really early. Like, I'm just not. I don't know if you're a morning person. I am not the type of person that loves to, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. Let's be honest, I don't even like getting up at 6 a.m. I don't enjoy it. My body works better if I wake up between 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning. Like, I feel my best, whatever. Anyway, like, so over the summer, I allow myself to sleep in a little later. So during the school year, we get up between five and six, usually depending on what's going on. And, you know, I have this checklist of things that I do every single day. Like I literally have a to-do list and I'll explain more about that in just a second. But like I literally have this to-do list and I've time blocked it, right? So I know that, oh, during these times, my focus is gonna get interrupted because I get squirrel brain. And so like the only times that I really can focus is when I have like prolonged periods of time without a distraction. Hence why summers are so hard for me. Uh, but like, so I time block. So my, my day is really structured around what I can get done in the most effective way. For example, like I content batch, right? So I, I create content ahead of time and it's ready to go. So, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought for me to make a post because the post is usually already ready. So I set aside a different time either of the day or of the week where I'm actually physically creating that content is going to take a little bit more brain power. I hope this is making sense. Now, over the summer, I allow myself to sleep in a little bit later, which for some of you probably would go, well, why just get up at the same time? Like, I feel like I'm letting myself off the hook. It's like us allowing us, you know, we stay up a little later than we normally would. 
during the school year and we stay up or we sleep in a little later. So it's kind of like a give and take, right? Like I don't, I don't look at it in any way like that, but I'm really thrown off because my kids are home. That's the problem. <laughs> my kids are home and either one wants me to make breakfast or, you know, they're watching TV, so it's really difficult for me to actually content batch because I need to record videos or whatever. Like, I think you're, I think my point's getting proven here. Like, you think you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Like, I have a checklist, thank goodness, so that my non-negotiables get done during the day. Those are really my intentions. And I tell Ronnie all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't, it's, it's just a good thing that I have this checklist, right? Because then at least I know, okay, I got this done and that done. And I know where to go if I absolutely need it, right? So that I can make sure that those non-negotiables are getting taken care of. Um, but one of the other things that I wanted to share with you about that uh, in, in terms of routines and how that plays such a role in you setting your intentions, because obviously me, be work, me being a work-from-home mom, my intentions are to develop my business, right? But then there's also that caveat of why I work from home, right? So I used to be in a classroom and I was outside of the home for many more hours during the day. And, but I have this understanding that the reason why I've chosen to work from home, it's different than my old lifestyle, right? And so I have to allow that flexibility, and I'm going to share a little bit more about how your personal values and goals will influence your intentions, um, because I think that sometimes we get really muddled with that in comparison to other people. But all in all, I still have to get things done, right? With being a work-from-home parent and you know having a job and running my own business and supporting clients and a team, like I still have to get work done. It's not like I'm just willy-nilly throughout the day. I have flexibility in my schedule, which is amazing but I still have to set those intentions for the day. And one of the things, and maybe this is a tip for you, one of the things that I had implemented, uh, probably I guess at the beginning of this year, when I was really reflecting on how I could improve, was sitting down at the end of every day. This is actually on my checklist. So I have my, my time blocked parts of day where I focus on follow-up, or I focus on content creation, or I focus on um, learning where I can further my skill set. But there's also a part of my day where I focus on setting intentions for the next day. And I think this is so important because I remember for so very long that I was the mom or the woman who literally just got up every day and repeated the same behaviors over and over again, like kind of just going through the motions. And maybe that's you, like you're, you, you know what you have to get done. And so you just check them off the list mentally because you know that those are the things that need to get done. But we know that nothing ever changes if nothing ever changes, right? So if we don't consistently look at what we're doing and go, okay, how can I progress? Or how can I make this better? Or what did I not get done today and why was that the case? right? Looking at those things and building an awareness so that you can set intentions for the next day or the next week or the next month or the next year and consistently evaluating what's working and what's not. I think that that's so powerful and maybe that is something that would be impactful for you. Because let's be honest, most days we get up, we don't want to work, right? Like a lot of times I've heard some people say this before when they go to the gym, they're like, most of the days I don't want to go to the gym, 
Most days you don't want to work your business. Most days things aren't just going to be the most conditioned environment. When my girls are home and they have the TV on full blast and I keep getting interrupted, like those days make it so difficult for me to get the work that I need to get done. But that does not give me an excuse to say I don't have to, right? If I have made an intention or if I've set that intention over myself, then I know that I'm going to do it because when I'm finished, I'm going to be grateful that I actually took the action, right? And so moving on into the next part of this and what I want to focus on is thinking about your own personal goals and values. You know, we I want you to be aware of what it is exactly that you are wanting to create. And I'm not just talking about like your long-term vision or your long-term goals, maybe a financial goal. And that's not, those are not the things that we're fo- we're, I want to focus on on this particular episode. What I want to do is I want for you to think about the feeling that you want to create. Like what is going to be your mindset around this way of, of living or this, this choice that you're making? What sort of impact is that going to look like, Right. Um, how many times have you hustled toward a goal and it felt really good because you were like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, 10 new customers this month and you work really, really hard and maybe you got that. And then it's great. You celebrate it, but then either you have to do it again or you have to increase that goal and it kind of just sucks, right? Because you kind of feel like you have to always keep pushing yourself. You never really can like enjoy, right? And um, don't mishear me because I think setting goals are really powerful, but setting intentions is different because it's allowing yourself this, this opportunity for you to go, what do I want my experience through this process to feel like? Like, what do I want this to actually look like for me? Like, when I show up every single day, why am I doing that? What, what lifestyle did I want to create for myself? You know, That's part of the reason why whenever I left the classroom, I've shared the story so many times, facing the burnout and the people pleasing and the constant like just over and over like, you know, feel like I was recreating the wheel, you know, leaving that toxic environment that I was dealing with that ultimately I created for myself and starting over fresh as an entrepreneur in business, I really thought, oh, fresh start, new me, you know, new year new me thing, negative. (laughs) I actually took my old behaviors and brought them right over into a new environment and started to repeat the same mistakes that I had before. And I need for you to think about that. How many times have you said, oh, I'm going to set this health goal for myself and this is the reason behind it or this, it's because you have your your focus on maybe the weight or you have your focus on the specific, specific business goal that you're wanting to accomplish, but You're not really thinking about the why behind it. And that's what I want you to do is I need for you to understand what was the reason? Why are you here? What brought you to this place where you've considered setting these goals or these intentions over your life, right? Because that what that's going to do is it's going to allow you to uh, create a sense of purpose and ultimately create direction for your life. And so I I want you to think about um, you know, Luke 14, verse 28 says, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? And it goes on and it talks about, you know, most people, whenever they walk into this project, if they don't 
ultimately consider what's expected of them and then they don't finish the project because they're not prepared enough there's people that are going to be around you that are going to be pointing fingers and look at you like and this isn't really about other people this is about you but how many times have you actually sat down and you went you know my goals are really relevant to me or my intention is really specific to how I want to feel or maybe this intention that I have is realistic. It's not out of the question. Like I know that this is something that I can do every single day. Going back to the checklist thing that I was talking about, I actually started that um, probably, I would say at the beginning of this year. I'm telling you, new year, new me. I was working on some stuff. And I, I sat down and I said, okay, I'm gonna work on time blocking. It was developed from some advice that I had gotten from actually several of my peers in the industry were talking about how they tracked their time. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I did for a little while, but I didn't find that it was as effective for me. And that's why I think that it's so important for you just to build this awareness around your lifestyle and really the intention you want to create for your life. So I sat down and I developed this idea of time blocking and recognizing that different parts of my day would have to look different depending on what I was doing, whether I had kids with me or not, or whether I was going to be available or not, because I'm just not one of those people. I know a lot of people in my industry, they go live like for hours and hours, and I personally couldn't do that. Um, number one, it would burn me out. I would feel exhausted. I, it, it literally made me lose joy in what I was doing. But then also, um, my schedule just didn't allow it. And so looking at my what was doable for me and creating those intentions behind uh, my time blocking helped me to really understand what was achievable. What could I look at, look at my day and go, you know, um, I'm going to try doing this during this time. And what I did was I actually mapped it out and I, I wrote it down step by step. And I did that. And I, I literally have a checklist for every single day. And I still do. Now we're seven months into the year and I'm still following this process. And I, I check it off. And as I go throughout my day, I literally write down or take notes on the things that I got done and the things that I did not get done. And I would write a little note about why I didn't get done, whether I didn't have enough time Maybe I didn't allow myself enough time or maybe it was a really difficult part of the day. Like I was thinking that my brain would be good during here, but nope, it didn't work out. Or I didn't allow myself enough time in the schedule or I gave myself too much time, et cetera, et cetera. You guys get it. What I recognized there was, okay, now I need to go back and shift it, right? This is going back to counting the cost, understanding what it takes in order to achieve the goal. Or the intention and so it took me a long time and I'll be honest with you I'm still doing this because you know as you implement and you do things you get better and you move faster you start to build better habits and things change and so I'm still doing this I'm going back every single day I'm checking the intention for the next day but then after a few weeks of repeating those behaviors I'm going back and checking myself and going is this serving me like is this actually moving the needle is this really aligned with my values right because the most common mistake that a lot of us will make is that we'll, like whenever you're setting your intentions, you'll go, okay, I want to do this and I don't want to do that, right? We'll focus on the things that we don't want to do. Like we don't want to, uh, this is a relevant example I know a lot of you will relate to, like with, the, um, with your health goals. You'll go, um, I'm going to cut out soda. 
I'm going to, um, you know, I'm not going to sit on the couch every single day when I get home from work, or I am going to uh, not indulge in that milkshake from Chick-fil-A every, you know, whatever. You focus on the knots and all the things that you need to cut out of your life, and you forget to focus on the things that you do want to achieve and the things that are going to bring you value and are going to make you feel good instead. And intention is so powerful because it's going to show you how powerful you truly are inside. When you focus on the negative, and I'm going to share with you um, a little bit of brain research, a little bit of science, um, if you like that kind of stuff. I know I do. Um, behind you know the behaviors and what we focus on, we tend to lean towards that. So if you're focusing on all the things that you can't do or the things that you shouldn't do, it goes back to that fleshly body conversation that we were having a few minutes ago. You're going to always want it. You're going to always crave it. It's going to be in your line of sight and you're eventually just going to go back to it. So instead, I would encourage you to visualize that success that you want. What do you want your day to look like? Do you want it to be about being fully present? Do you want it to be about creating um, stronger uh, actions in your day? Like what are those, those intentions that you have? And then using positive language around that and telling yourself that you can do this, right? That's counting the cost. That's understanding what it is moving forward in creating these attainable goals for yourself. And so thinking about that and moving into, I want, I want you to uh, consider this. I heard someone say once that you run the day or the day runs you, and I'm very certain that that is a thing. Like, that's really, really true. If you don't create the plan, the day's going to happen, right? How many times have you sat down, you were going to work your business, you pulled out your phone to make a post on social media or whatever, follow up, create content, and before you knew it, 20 minutes had passed and you had, like, you'd been scrolling for forever, <laughs> you know, grabbing TikToks or, like, whatever. Like, you, you wasted time, essentially, right? And I love it, actually, Canva. I don't know if you, you use Canva or not, but I do in my business. And one of the features that they just recently released was a timer feature. And I'm not talking about like a timer like on their videos or graphics or whatever. I'm literally talking about like a work timer. <laughs> now, this is something that I preach to the team a lot whenever I am, you know, helping, I'm trying to help them because ultimately I can't do this for them. Habits are always instilled within you. But I would always tell them, like, set timers. When you go to sit down to work, when you want to follow up, set a timer for 10 minutes. Or when you want to check in with some people, set a timer for five minutes. Whenever you're wanting to engage in groups, set a timer. Because what will happen is time will get away from you, right? Because it always does. The day you either run the day or the day runs you. And so Canva has actually created a feature within their platform where you can set a timer, say you want to work on a task for 20 minutes, it creates that sense of urgency and then you see that timer while you're working and it will encourage you to move faster or to stay focused and get things done. I just, I fully think that's so powerful when we're thinking about setting intentions and integrating that into our daily routine or into our daily practices, right? So maybe for you, the word is strong. I know for me in the last, I would say three and a half years, my word has been still. <laughs> and it's interesting because I thought that that word would only last for like maybe, I don't know, a year. And here we are still. Because clearly I haven't learned my lesson, right? What does that word look like for you? 
What emotion are you wanting to create for your life? What is that supposed to look like? Maybe for you, you're saying, I want to be fully present. Maybe it's, I want to take risks. Or I want to connect genuinely with other people. I want to ask hard questions. It's going to be different for everyone. But I would encourage you to think about what does that specifically look like? Because when you sit down and you create that plan of action or you count the cost of what it's going to look like and you build your day or your language or the things that you're going to say yes to or no to, it's going to help you to discern whether you're measuring up according to the intention that you set for yourself or not. And so in our society, we often think that uh, we have to take action, right, in order to create a positive experience. But what we've discovered through research is that purely setting a positive intention will actually create a shift in your brain. Did you know that? Like, life is happening. Stress is around us. It's always going to be there. Life is hard. (laughs) Working for yourself is hard, Like whenever I hear people say, like I actually had a woman reach out to me today on social media and she was like, Kristen, are you open to creating a passive source of income uh, where you can earn X amount of dollars? And I said, doing what? And she really could not give me an answer. She was basically saying something like uh, helping other moms. And I'm like, but you're not being... You're not being really concrete about it. And of course, like I probably could have shown up and I probably could have attended the call that she invited me to. And I'm sure that there are many people that probably think that way about me and and my business and how, you know, you scaled overnight. No, it's not like that. (laughs) Anyone who says that uh, things are a get rich quick type of thing, you better run. Because nothing in this life that you want and that is worth working for ever comes free. And it never comes at an easy rate. And if it does, that is one lucky duck. Life is going to happen to you. And you can either get up in the morning with the intention of allowing those things into your life and to affect your day. Or you can set an intention where you're going to go, no, I intend, like I am deciding today that I'm going to practice an attitude of gratitude. I am today going to practice mindfulness around being fully present with my kids. Or I'm going to have an intention around my language. And every time that I want to say something negative or complain, I'm going to stop myself. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to screw up and that you're going to, you know, get it right every time. That's not true because we're all human. I would encourage you that when you do screw up to just recognize that you are a human. Like I talked about in Romans, we were born in these fleshly bodies that were prone to trouble and mistakes and sin and all those things, right? You're, you were born that way. So shake it off, move on, and, and, and move on to the next thing, Right? So decide today what that's going to look like for you. And did you know that setting that kind of positive intention, it actually, in your brain, when you make a conscious decision, it creates a new neural pathway in your brain. And then your resources, like in your body, 
physically go toward supporting that. When you're when you're purposefully, and I'm not saying like you're saying it with your mouth, but not believing it. Like you have to physically go, no, I will, and then believe it for yourself. The more positive intentions that you set, the stronger and more capable that you become in being able to access those positive experiences, not just on an emotional level, but literally when it comes to the neurological structures of your brain. Isn't that cool? Like you literally, your brain doesn't know the difference. You could literally tell your brain you are a million dollar earner and you told yourself so many times you'd eventually believe it. You would. That's why people are convinced that they're sick when they're not, right? Because they've literally told themselves this over and over and over again. So when you tell yourself, no, I'm a mindful human being. I am practicing an attitude of gratitude. I will be present. I am setting healthy boundaries. I will recognize in myself whenever I am overthinking this project. And I'm going to make a conscious decision to stop doing that. Instead, I will. And then you fill in the blank, right? Now, when I was in the classroom, at the beginning of every single year, we had to create, we called it, um, you know, setting expectations. And you kind of have to do this with yourself, and that's why I'm sharing the story with you. We had to set expectations, right? The, the students needed to understand that it was going to look this way, like, my expectations for their behavior or, you know, I there were certain things that were going to be allowed at certain times and then other times not, right? There were times whenever I wanted them to talk and there were times when it wasn't an okay to talk. And, you know, one of the things that we did in the beginning of the year to help them to develop that discipline or build an awareness around their behavior was this game. We used to call it the concentration circle. And basically what we would do is we would get into a circle and all of the students, like large circle, we'd get on the carpet, we'd, we'd stand. And ultimately what the kids had to do was they needed to pick a spot on the wall and they needed to stare at it. And this is going to sound really woo-woo, but I promise it's not, so just stay with me. They had to stare at the spot on the wall and we played it like a video game, so there were different levels. And the first level was I just walked around the classroom, like walked around their circle. So they're all facing inward, and I was walking on the inner side of the circle. And the idea was they could not take their eyes off of the dot or the spot that they were looking at. We called it their focal point. And when they not only could not take their eyes off of that, they also could not smile, they could not laugh, and they could not move their bodies. Now, the levels got, we, you know, we played this for many times, and obviously the first, um, the first uh, round, people in the first few times we played this game, we always had people that didn't do it well. But eventually we did, and we would get really strong at it, and then we would increase. And so sometimes it would, it would go to a level where I would talk to them, or maybe I would send a student around, and the student would try to make noises or make silly faces or whatever. Ultimately with the idea in mind that they would never lose their concentration. And one of the things that we did was I gave them a, it was like this little gem, like you can get from like the dollar store, these little gems, and we called them jewels of concentration. And I gave each one of my students one of them, and they kept it in their palm, and they would just hold it. And I told them that that was their jewel of concentration because your concentration is very valuable. And that was why I gave them a jewel. Most of them called it diamonds. They were like plastic or whatever. Anyway, they would hold it. 
And as we walked around, if they lost their concentration, they lost their jewel. And that concrete piece to this whole game was so powerful because they didn't want to give up their jewel. And I need for you to think about that because whatever that is for you, it ultimately the goal of the game was to show them that if they can stare at a spot on the wall for one solid minute without cracking a smile or losing their focus, they could focus for 15 minutes in a reading group whenever another kid in the class is acting up or there's you know someone mowing the lawn outside the classroom, right? It was teaching them that they have the muscle. They are able to. It's a decision that they have to make. And you have to do the same thing. The field of neuroscience has produced an incredible amount of evidence that points toward this concept of neuroplasticity, which basically means that your brain is changing and evolving all the time. It never stops. So when you're in this negative state of mind, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, whenever you're constantly focusing on the negative, your brain is actually wired to make you feel like crap because you are feeding into that. Do you hear me? The more you utilize those synapses in your brain, the stronger they get with more energy and more resources. That's why negative people thrive when they get around negative people because it's, they, it's in them. It's just, it's cultivating and growing. It's like a disease, Ugh. you know? You become really good at feeling miserable, but you have the power to change that. And it was really cool because there's even students that would play this game that had difficulty with, you know, ADHD and all these other things, when they recognized that the potential was in them and it was celebrated, I'm telling you, oh my gosh, it was so powerful. And so what I would encourage you to do is just keep it simple. You know, let's not overcomplicate this. I, setting intentions is very different than setting goals. And I think the goals are really powerful. But what I want for you to do ultimately through this and what I'm sharing with you is that I need for you to become more aware of the choices that you're making every day and say, what do I want my life to look like? An intention might be an outcome that you want. It could be an experience that you want to have. It could be this healing maybe in a certain area of your life. Maybe you're wanting to develop a certain characteristic or character trait within yourself, whether it's patience or kindness. For me, it's being fully present and being still and recognizing that I'm not the person that can do it all, right? Like, I will burn out. And so I have to slow myself down. Those are the things that I, that's why I tattooed it literally on my body. To remind myself, and I have it all around my house in multiple different places, to remind myself what does being still look like? Is Am I being fully present in this moment and really taking in what it is that I want, Right? And so I want you to remember, and this is what I'll leave you with, that intentions are meant to help you show up. Intentions are there to keep you grounded and to create expectations for your life. And so what I want to know from you is, what do you expect most from yourself?